0: Mabel Mabel, I gotta talk to you we got a problem concerning the dance. The years come and go Of the horror From long time ago In this little town When the 14th comes round There's a silence And fear in the air Remember the morn That the legend was born All the shock And the horror was there Oh the legend they say On a valentine's day Is a curse that'll live on and on and no one will know as the years come and go of the horror from long time ago and no one will know as the years come and go of the horror from long time ago Stay hidden, okay? Don't come out until I come and get you. Time for
1: a new episode of Split the Difference. I'm your host Jesse. Today I have with me our horror horror, Hope.
2: Always gonna keep that title. I love that title. Uh
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just the two of us today. Seth is currently away uh, in California. So it's just gonna be me and Hope, and it's important that we had hope here because this is your territory. We're talking about My Bloody Valentine. Uh, the original film from 1981, directed by George Milhalka. Versus the 2009 remake of My Bloody Valentine 3D, directed by Patrick Lucier. Um, I'm gonna start out with this right now. This is really gonna be the Battle of the Turds. This is uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
2: <laughs> it's it's the definition of the South Park episode to vote between a douche and a turd sandwich. Like yes, yeah,
1: yeah. This is the Battle of the Turds. Sorry. Um, I, I I maybe that's harsh. I wouldn't say that the original is a bad film, but it's going to get into something that I want to talk about a little bit later on. But we will we will get to that eventually. Uh, so, Hope, had you seen the original film before?
2: I had not seen the original. I knew about you it. Had not. I I knew about the original. It was one of those things where, like, I just never got around to watching it. I had the great pleasure of seeing the remake in
0: theaters in 3d oh no
2: <laughs> i i saw it in 3d so i will say i i am glad i did see it in theaters with the 3d as it quote unquote is intended and then i re-watched it like at home without so i did kind of do my own split the difference with like the remake <laughs> between original versus 3d um
1: uh, how'd that feel?
2: <laughs> oh my god! Like normally, I I'm not the most I'm not the biggest advocate of 3D. Like with with me, it, it always it, it always makes me like nauseous when I see it. It's never really done well. Um, sometimes it makes when, the film yeah. into
1: an amusement park ride, and I hate that.
2: Oh my gosh, you know? no! Like it, this one for sure was was an amusement park ride because it was overzealous with its 3D, and when you watch it in 2D, it's painfully fucking obvious.
0: (laughs) Oh,
1: God, yeah. But not to delve too much into the remake quite yet, but it's like when you shoot something specifically for 3D, and this was shot for 3D, with 3D cameras. Um, When you do something in 3D, you end up having to make it extremely bright on the set because you have to have three separate layers on the film in order to get the post-conversion process correct. So that way you can make objects look uh, proper for foreground, middle ground, background. And it, you have to shoot it in extremely bright light. So when you see it in 3D, it's like, okay, it's lit correctly, it looks just fine. When you drop it down to 2D... Um,
2: it, it does not mesh well.
1: <laughs> no, it, it, the colors blend together. I, I, when I was watching the remake, I was like, wow, everything's brown. Everything is brown, 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 and very overlit. Um, yeah, it's it. That's the remake is not good looking because if you're watching it in 2D, it's ugly.
2: Well, not only that, it's like it makes it extra cartoony. So what might have oh, been? God, it's awful. what I was about to say. What might have been? Um, you know, like an effect or like kind of creepy in 3D just made it super stupid and cartoony. I, it, I found better "quote unquote" 3D mechanics and animation in like a Courage the Cowardly Dog episode than I did this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Courage
0: the Cowardly Dog. Hey, it's a hor- I, I it's a hor-
2: it. it's a horror TV series set for kids back in the 90s that was like that was like <laughs> the, it was the peak of I think the introduction of my horror finesse was that show.
1: Um, so. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. So let's just say right now 3D it died out for a very obvious reason it's it was a gimmick it wasn't very well received it it was very rare to find a good 3D film i mean maybe like dread 3D there's a couple others as well there's some south korean films that use it appropriately but it's very rare to find a good 3D movie
2: keep it keep um, it to universal studios and disney parks that's all i got to say yeah
1: like we said, it makes the films into an, an amusement park ride. And quite frankly, it's odd because it's supposed to be a horror film, but it makes it feel like an amusement park ride. So do you not want your movie to be scary? So who's the audience for this? Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So if you're going to try to fi- horrify me, don't make me be like, wow. Like it, it, that's, Those two mm-hmm. things don't go together. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, the original film you had not seen it i had seen this a long time ago um
2: this is the first i think where you have seen a horror film that i hadn't this is like yeah this is going going down in the history books right now
1: (laughs) yeah i'd forgotten a lot about it because and i and when i was watching watching it again i was like oh i remember why i forgot all about this because i i realized if you change this to a friday the 13th movie this is basically just a, a rejected script for friday the 13th it is just the main villain is just Jason Voorhees in a gas mask. That's it.
2: (laughs) There's even one part in the film where it's like, oh, the water it's 60 feet deep, you can't. And it's like, oh, that's just like a mini crystal lake.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And also worth noting is a weird coincidence in the remake, the writer of the remake who plays the truck driver in the remake uh, wrote Jason X. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it all comes full circle. Oh, shit. yeah, uh, Jason X, oh man, Jason in space. Anyways, um, so yeah, it, this, is a, this is a watershed movie. When we say watershed, we mean movies that are inspired by previously successful material. This was inspired by Friday the 13th being popular, which was inspired by Halloween being popular, which, which is, is inspired, inspired by, by Nightmare on Elm Street being of Nightmare <laughs> and Elm Street and Psycho, and it's just down and down and down. You can follow this chain all the way back to what was the original slasher film, which was Psycho. And uh, the problem with that is that you begin to dilute the material to the point where you end up with this original film, which is dumb and blunt and straightforward to the point where the kills are completely disconnected from the main narrative. <laughs> you, um, you know
2: how I would like say this movie is? I would mm-hmm. say if you took other than like your main characters Axel and um J, TJ or JT yeah. whatever um it's the two initials whatever so, switch them how you like. But if he it was so if you took those two characters you add the cast of animal house <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you just set it in a mine like that's really all it was was just and then you like yeah just jason in a gas mask but like that's what it was it, it was a weird mix and match of animal house and like horror movie and i think that's kind of why i enjoyed seeing it because i loved the campiness i loved the the time frame it was set um you did get some comedic moments um so i I did find some charm in that i really did because they were going in a lot house-esque with with it which i i think also maybe started to pave way for like maybe comedic horrors i know nightmare on elm street mm-hmm. was definitely one of those but this 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 took a jab at it i'd say um especially like with all the puns and quips like with all the hearts and the chocolate boxes and the little funny yeah. poems to go along with it and i enjoyed yeah. that like i was like okay you're, you're doing a different twist like i do give him credit for no one's done it in a mine a lot yeah, of it, a lot of it was yeah. practical too. So, like, they did film at a, like parts of a mine. You know, yeah,
1: that's that's something that uh, happens a lot. Where if you have a very generic script, like, it, let's just say right now, the, the kills in this, instead of the character wearing a hockey mask, he's play, he's wearing a gas mask. Instead of using a machete, he uses a pickaxe. It's just Jason. It's just Jason. Like, just let's be honest. It's just Jason takes a mine. Remember how they did Jason Takes Manhattan? It's just, it, Jason Takes a Mind. But,
2: but he wasn't even in Manhattan for most of it. So. I know!
1: <laughs> those wondrous those wondrous uh, lakes in the American Midwest that somehow lead to Manhattan. Oh, God. Whatever! I fucking hate that movie. Um, it's on Film Rescue. Go back and listen to it. Um, so, yeah, the, the big issue here is that when you shoot with a very generic script, you have to have an interesting location to back that up. So they had a mind. You know, it's, it's an interesting location. There hadn't been any horror films, I think, set set in a mine before that, and not so you have now. instant production quality. Yeah.
2: So, like I said, I, I do give it some credit, and
1: yeah, it tried. It tried. Yeah. It's it's somewhat unsuccessful, but it tries. It's visually, it's not awful. It's it's fine. Oh my gosh,
2: I will say one of my there's too much favorite... front
1: light though. Too much front light is my big. I I this say.
2: Movie. I would give that, because of one budget and two, no one's shot in a mine, so they were trying to figure out how. So I think it was a combination.
1: Yeah, it's a little on the bright side, I will say. yeah, today. Yeah, today, having seen something like The Descent, I'd be like, oh yeah, just shoot it like that, but, you know.
2: But we're talking about, like, 40 plus years ago or some shit now.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is 81. Yeah, yeah, so... so
2: you Know for budgetary and for technical restrictions, I guess it was a little bright, but I think they, they did what they could for the with what they had, and I can't knock them on too much because th- this was way different than anything else before, so gotta mm-hmm. give them credit,
1: right? Right, the other kind of dumb bluntness of this movie is that I didn't find the kills terribly interesting. You know what
2: I mean? No, I disagree with you right fucking there, okay? Well,
1: well, besides, like, the dryer, the... the, the, No,
2: no, no. Nothing beats getting her head chopped off and put on the fucking shower so blood oh, yeah. and water oh, yeah. I forgot are about that spewing one. out. How could you I forget forgot about, about that? that? <laughs> Which we did
1: not get a wide shot of, and that's because there's nine minutes of footage missing from this movie. The MPAA immediately came down on this thing. That uh, and
2: That's where part of the minutes were. I know they did yeah, a full mock-up of that whole scene. You can tell they yeah. did. And I'm so mad because that... Just the bits that we saw were beautiful, and I wish I got a full shot of that because, like, that was clever as shit. What they did there, like, I thought that was fucking beautiful.
1: (laughs) I think that was an homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is also what this cut was inspired. uh, What you know inspired this texas james law massacre i feel like that's kind of inspiring here too, too. on the meat
2: hook kind of deal yeah, yeah stuck on
1: the meat hook and said now she's on the shower head You know, a lot but, of this stuff yeah but you know. still
2: like that is so cool it was on the. Sh- it could have been anything because all the it could have been her hanging from one of the apparatuses where the suits come down but no he put her on the shower you're spewing water and blood everywhere she's hung up i think that was just brilliant And then to say what you said, they found her in the dryer, like the body is like frying in the dryer. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of these things are actually really cool. I do love them. It's now when you get to some of the other ones, just your normal hack and slashes, like the first kill of the movie, like, okay, it was dumb, but like, I I enjoyed them. I, you know, you always have, you can't always have a perfect kill every time. You got to have some, some stupid
1: ones. You can kind of tell when the MPAA stepped in and said, "Nope, cut that out, cut that out, cut that out." You can kind of see it. Like, there's a lot of some. There's some rough jump cuts throughout the film. You can kind of tell. um, It's it's not awful in terms of its editing, but it's got some some weird jumps in time. I guarantee
2: Um, you, the movie would have been probably like ten percent better if we had seen those left out pieces.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. There was a special edition of this film released, and yet they put three minutes back in. Um, I don't know what's in those three minutes, uh, but apparently there's still another six minutes missing. I guarantee it's just the kills. It is just exactly. the kills, like because character wise, this film is it's pretty. It's animal,
0: it's, a, it's animal House.
1: It's Animal House. It's Animal House or it's Friday. It's another one of the Friday the 13th movies, which is the other thing. Like, the Friday the 13th movies, they're dumb, they're blunt, they're stupid. I don't care for a lot of them because they're basically all the same thing. At least the kills get creative. There's interesting kills throughout them, you know, like, Even though Jason Takes Manhattan is an awful movie, it has some of the most creative kills.
2: Oh, they're hysterical, though. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. Literally got his head punched off.
2: Yes. I was just about (laughs) to say the same one. (laughs) Literally just about to say the same one.
1: Yeah, there's some creative kills in those movies, despite the fact the movies themselves are all pretty bad, because the justification is really bad. I also got... No, I'll save that for the the remake, that I'll get to it later. Um... This this comes into a uh, an idea that is sort of like a the uh, a, not really a trend but something that crops up every now and again the holiday horror film like you obviously have Halloween yeah. you know, there's there's there, Black Christmas I was just say there's
2: Black Christmas there's Leprechaun there's you know yeah. My Bloody Valentine you. It, we never there, did
1: get Eli Ross Thanksgiving unfortunately as a real movie. I was like, No, that, I was shame. actually <laughs> I
2: was actually just about to say there is a movie out there. I fuck, I forget what it's called. But let me give me 2 seconds I'll look it up. Okay. But there there is a movie where it's compress, comprised of like eight vignettes and it's all about different holidays. Um And so we do go through a lot of the different holidays. And then I know Hulu also produced um, like a series of movies that also did delve into holidays. Because like there's a Thanksgiving one, which I thought was actually really cool. Um, There's like a New Year's Eve one that's also like a musical, which is actually really cool as well. (laughs) Um, So there... They've gotten better. They have gotten better. Oh, let me. I'm trying to find that one, but yeah, there there is the whole um, like horror seasonal genre that is out yeah, there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Christmas probably has the most of them because I think of the, of there's Krampus, there's Krampus, uh, Black, there's Black Christmas, Christmas, there's Jack Frost, there's Santa sleighs.
2: Santa yeah. Slays is hysterical.
1: <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Nights. Yeah, there's there's so many of those. Like there's a lot of Christmas horror movies. Yeah, and if you haven't seen Krampus, go see Krampus. It's very very good. I really encourage people to watch that because no one saw that in the theater. It came and went. Unfortunately, it's very good.
2: All right. Wow. I feel really dumb now. Um, Why? <laughs> what is it? The movie is literally called Holidays.
1: <laughs> it's... I feel fucking dumb right
2: now. It's oh, literally fuck called...
1: It's, There's like... not, it's not called Horror Holidays or Holiday just... Horror. It's just called Holidays? Yes. So, um... So no wonder no one's heard of it because <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a generic title.
2: Um, I One uh... thing that does stick out is uh, Kevin Smith does the Halloween segment one, and obviously he put his daughter in it oh of course um i know that seth green was in the christmas one i think
1: yeah okay. um because what else is seth green doing these days
2: well this is made back in 2016 but oh seth green is um more of a producer and he still does his robot chicken series and he does a lot yeah of, he does a lot of producing work now he's trying to step in yeah. away. um but I will say the other vignettes for mm-hmm. this is actually really good. There's. Um, well,
1: what there's are like all the, the holidays? Yeah, there's what are the ones that are Father's
2: Day, Valentine's Day, Easter, New Year's Eve, St. Patrick's Day, Mother's Day, Christmas, Halloween, and Valentine's Day. Okay. All right. Like the St. Patrick one, it actually delves more into a like traditional what it was supposed like what St. Patrick's is supposed to be. So I thought that was a cool take and I don't know. I, I do highly recommend seeing holidays. There's some dumb ones in there, but there's there's actually some really cool ones. Yeah,
1: there you go. Add it to your watch list. I'm I'm sure that's on Shudder. I'm sure it's available.
2: I I last I saw it was either on Netflix or Hulu, but it probably most likely is on Shudder as well.
1: Shutter tends to take a lot of vignette stuff just so they can fill space on their programs. So, but anyways, uh, my bloody Valentine, this original film. Um, overall, I I thought it was fine. It's you know it for a low budget film. This cost like two point three million dollars. This barely had any kind of a budget to it. For shooting in like handful of locations, for shooting in a mine, it's it's fine. The biggest problem I have with both of these movies is the psychology of the killer. Would you yeah. agree? Well, like I understand, I can understand Jason Voorhees like okay he's pissed off at all these kids cuz they let him drown. I, I I'll let it go. It's it's dumb but it's something. At least it makes there's a tether between point A and point B. Well, the
2: first two for the for the Friday the 13th movies was mom getting revenge and then Revenge yeah. for Mother. After that it goes yeah. out the window. It really does. But for the first although even, two...
1: Although it still doesn't make any sense as to how it is that Jason was apparently a kid in the first movie, and then he's like living as a grown man in a cabin in the woods in the second one? No,
2: in the first one, there was flashbacks to him as a kid, and then there was like a jump between okay. that and like 10 years when the original, when his mother... Because she's okay. like, oh, my child's been dead, I'm going to get revenge on the camp, doesn't matter who it is, like... And then, so then you do another jump, like five, 10 years. So in the span of when he dies, quote unquote, to the end of the second one, there is a span of like 20
1: years. Oh, okay. So he's just been living out in that cabin for a long ass time.
2: Yeah. Again, doesn't make sense. Just go with it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
1: I remember seeing the, his mother's head on a pedestal with her sweater around it. I remember seeing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Baghead Jason, I think is what it was. He didn't get his hockey mask. What was it, like the fourth movie or something like that?
2: It was the end of the third, beginning of the fourth, I think.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. was it the fifth one the one where it was like, it was Tommy Jervis took over as the killer or something like that?
2: I think, dude, I need to go look. There's there's so many. There's like 13 Friday the 13th at this point. I can't keep track. (laughs) (laughs) I really can't.
1: They Um, all blend together. Anyways, um, so would you recommend this movie to people? The original? Yeah, the original My Bloody Valentine. Cause I would say it's not really a great movie. I I I would recommend plenty of other slashers before I'd recommend this one. It's not a bad movie, but it's it's it because of the psychology of the killer. I'm just kind of like I don't buy it. I don't
2: know. I I I would say. What was it, like, two bucks to rent on Amazon or some shit? It's worth the two yeah. bucks. It's worth the two bucks. It's it's fun. If you're looking for, like, a low-key, like, fun hack and slash night, put it on your list. Just because there is some cool kills. It is different. You know, it's still in the same 80s slasher genre. Um, and if you want some comedy throw-in, you know, that isn't just straight up, like, Bad kill comedy, but like straight up comedy. So I I give it, I give it its props. I do, I, I do. I'm not gonna give it like two thumbs up or like ten out of ten or anything, but you know it's still fun. I, it's a fun film. It's a
1: solid C. (laughs) Yeah, that's where I'd put it. Yeah, it's a solid C. It's okay, cool. (laughs) Well, what I would say is not a solid C is um, the remake. Um,
2: Thank you, Jensen Ackles, for returning to us in the Boys series yeah. and getting away from this <laughs> fucking shit.
1: <laughs> I remember when Jensen Ackles was struggling as an actor. <laughs> this movie oh. is shit. This
0: movie oh sucks. God.
1: Look, I, I can give I can give people some 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 breaks. Like, okay, you're trying to find your way as an actor. You gotta take any job you can. I I get it. But just this movie is just not good. This remake is bad. Him and
2: curse Smith, like curse Smith, is known for his horror. He's known for being a horror icon as well.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. he
2: started the Final Destinations. He's been in like he he did not deserve to be in this film either. <laughs> Neither yeah. one did.
1: Well, technically, Final Destination is also sort of a remake. There's a room. There's a film from the '80s called Lone Survivor, which is literally just Final Destination. Yeah. It is the same plot. It is the same plot. A woman survives a plane crash and is the only survivor and thinks that she somehow miraculously escaped death. And so the whole movie, she's trying to escape death again. It is literally the same plot. (laughs) It's like, just thought you might want to know about that in case you hadn't seen it. Look, there's there's,
2: there's rarely ever any original thoughts anymore. It's just how you twist it and sell it at this point. I I know.
1: I, I know. I know. I just think it's funny that people look at Final Destination and be like, oh, these are so creative and original. It's like, no, there was movies that did this long before that. Oh, for it. sure. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I think for me the biggest problem with this remake is it, they try to turn it into a murder mystery. It, like, the, like the whole time, it, like the whole... It, it's so devoid of like a director's vision or any kind of just joy in the movie. Like it's not silly enough to be funny. It's not gross enough to be graphic. Like a lot of the kills, there's a ton of CGI on them. It's, and it's
0: all
2: 3D kills for the most part, it's, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With the exception of one where I think it's Tom Atkins, who is actually a John Carpenter staple actor gets his uh it's literally the same kill that we put into uh in into our film up in Salem where a guy gets his jaw ripped off. It's yeah. literally the same kill. Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda funny. Yeah. By the way, that wouldn't kill you. Just want you to know that. People can live without your lower jaw. You can do that. Um but the point is that the movie just feels like it's an amusement park ride. It doesn't feel like a horror movie. I, I was never scared watching it and let's give it away right now the main character of the film is the killer tom the jensen eckles character you see it coming a mile away because you spend so much time with him you're like oh okay yeah that totally makes sense that he's the killer because it's trying to miss you can just sense the red herring misdirection right away
2: Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it It makes sense because it delves into, like, schizophrenia and everything. And it, it can happen, but mm-hmm. they didn't set it up enough with enough mystery to make it fully...
1: Yeah. But it, it, is he schizophrenic and has split personality disorder? How do you have both?
2: So, um, a lot of the times when you're schizophrenic, you can project things that aren't there so it could have been more so a projection that he took on as i don't think it was necessarily a split personality i think it was more like out of body experience than he kind of like because with split personality he wouldn't have been able to say oh look it's right behind you it's right behind you like in the final scene where um yeah. So, like that—that's not a split personality thing. Split personality thing is everything is inside of you, and you switch out. So I say schizophrenia because um, it's a delusion. Schizophrenia
1: is seeing seeing visions. Yeah, and, and it's it's voices.
2: delusional, and you can have out of body experiences with the delusional with the delusions. So that's why I, it. It honestly, it's it's neither or. But the closest, the quote-unquote closest thing would be schizophrenia,
0: yeah, brought on by PT,
2: uh, brought on by PTSD. That yeah, the but again, thing.
1: the psychology of this film is oh, the it's same, garbage. It's, the same it's goddamn garbage. It's oh, it's garbage. awful. Look, the original killer is Axel in the film, and the reason he became a copycat of Harry Warden is because he saw his father be killed by Harry Warden and it traumatized him to the point where he wanted to become the killer. That's not how that works psychologically. Like, it, like if I was to see my parents be killed in front of me, I wouldn't instantly become the Joker. I wouldn't do that. Uh, if anything, I would probably just curl up in a fetal position and probably be in an institution for a very long time. Right. I would not be become a serial killer. Uh, same thing applies here. Like, apparently, the character of Tom saw Harry Warden murdering people in the mine. And then he barely survived and then he wanted to take on the persona of Harry Warden years later. That's not how human psychology works. Uh, again, the psychology in these movies is trash. <laughs> like most most let's just get this out of the way. Most horror films are using very, very basic. and I'm talking like the loosest, most basic form of psychology to justify kills. That's why slashers exist. Because there's no rhyme or reason.
2: It's just fun. It's just there. It's there. It's point A to point B. You don't need offshoots.
1: Yeah. like Something like, when you go back to something like Psycho, the, the classic original slasher movie, you kind of understand why Norman Bates is doing what he's doing, because he's had this weird, kind of creepy relationship with his mother. But then he decides to take on the persona of his mother because he has serious psychological problems. It's, it's still fairly weak. Human psychology doesn't quite work right there. The character of Norman Bates is based on Ed Gain. And if you look into the history of Ed Gain, you realize that he went through years of psychological torture from his mother. And that's why he did a lot of the things that he did. If you want a fascinating read, look into the history of Ed Gain. It's uh, It's terrifying. <laughs> It's, or uh, honestly, even
2: if you don't, if you don't want to read, you want to be lazy, watch Mindhunters. Mindhunters on Netflix yeah. actually does a phenomenal job of the breakdown of serial killers and the institution of where they came from and everything like uh, the BTK killer Ed Gain, you know, uh, all, all those killers like they do a phenomenal job of explaining it and going into the real, the real psychology of it too. Not just the hocus pocus, like movie bullshit.
1: Yeah. There are reasons why killers do what they do. Um, this is not uh, a great representation of that. So, whenever you see a movie, it's like, oh, that's psychologically incorrect. Just be like, fuck it. Who cares? Like, you're here for the kills. You're not here Just to so you're, understand. Your favorite line yeah.
2: is, the movie needs to happen. <laughs> the movie needs to happen.
1: The movie needs to happen. The movie needs to happen. Like, that's, that's it. Like, why is Jason Voorhees constantly killing all these people in all of the Friday the 13th movies? Well, because that's what you came here for and the movie needs to happen. Exactly. Like, so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter so it, it, but if you're going to do that you have to have interesting kills to back it up and unfortunately in this remake it's just cgi it's all 3d, 3D kills.
2: it's all 3d yeah, and yeah. it's such a shame like i i think and when the you watch it in 2d the, oh
1: it's just yeah. so, bad. <laughs>
2: it's so
1: bad when you watch it in 2d it looks like crap <laughs> it looks terrible it's, it stands out Okay. Uh, it stands I, out also really
2: there's so many unnecessary things one why Why did what's her nuts have to run out naked with an unloaded gun? Because
1: boobs. Because boobs.
2: Why did the motel why did the motel clerk have to be a midget looking for her dog? Like it couldn't have just been a normal motel clerk. Like Uh,
1: uh, I don't know. That felt like insult to injury. That's what I'm
2: saying. Like Like, Oh oh oh, oh, I got it.
1: I got it. I, I got it. I know why. Because you want to have somebody that's short enough to swing the pickaxe upwards so she can go into the ceiling fan. Or no, the, into the ceiling light. They so they had to be a, a really short person. Um,
2: then make it a child. Just kill a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't give a fuck. Just kill a kid. Kid murder's fine. Well, in the sense of movies. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me make that clear. Let me make Unless that clear. Unless that kid is
1: a little fucking shit. Just keep it to movies.
2: <laughs> you know, walking, Anyways. walking Dead, just look at the flowers, sweetie.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. Hey, look, first episode of that show, you know, you know, Andrew Lincoln shot a kid in the opening before the credits, so no, it set like the tone the, the pretty best, quick.
2: Exactly. The be- one of the best episodes in, in the show was there was a kid who, like, basically grew up in the apocalyptic world, and she thought killing anything and anyone was fine. Not just zombies, but, like, anyone, because of how she grew up in this world. So then Beth was like, well this kid's fucked and she's like i gotta kill the kid because the kid's gonna be fucking a serial killer in the walking dead like what the fuck that's ins- the that's rubbing salt in the wound you can't <laughs> have that so then she says mm. the famous line, oh look at those pretty flowers like look at the flowers sweetie aren't they pretty and then she shoots her in the back of the head done
1: jesus christ oh my god i guarantee they ripped that off from uh garth ennis's crossed comic because there's a sequence like where there's a um, there's like, I well, think it's a,
2: Robert Kirkman's a huge fan of all those. So yeah. And you can, and you can tell that also like, um, because he made it invincible, which is also, which is very similar to the boys.
1: Very true. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat>
2: yeah, he's a huge fan.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In Cross there's a sequence where it's like a, I think it's like a group of third graders uh, get stuck in uh, their school during the apocalypse and their kindergarten teacher or their third grade teacher has no food for them. So they start killing people and eating them. And so all the kids think cannibalism is okay. So all the main characters go into the school and just shoot all the kids. Yep. <laughs> it's a it's a dark book. It's a very dark book. They tried to do a film of it years ago and it never got off the ground. Thank Christ. I don't want to watch that on screen. No, thank you. I'm good. No, we good. we good. Yeah, we good. We have enough school shootings in the real world, anyways. Um, so this remake is—it's. Uh, what sucks is that this made a lot of money.
2: Again, I went to see in theaters. I did. Oh hey, uh, Yeah, thank
1: you for contributing to the problem. Hope. <laughs> Here,
2: does it does it help? That <laughs> does it help? So I took my high school girlfriend to see that when it came out. Did it help? A year later, she tried to fucking bloody Valentine me.
0: And for
1: fuck's sake, <laughs> Jesus Christ!
2: I got my just desserts. I took her to see a bad movie, and then I tried to get killed a year later.
1: Oh my god!
2: Perfect.
1: <laughs> Ugh.
2: Oh yeah, it was great. It was good fucking shit. weird.
1: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I was
2: like, God damn it.
1: Oh, one thing I did notice when I was watching this, Jamie King in this movie looks a lot like Lindsay Lohan. Did you notice that? Was that weird?
2: A little. I mean, that was kind of the look at the time, though. We were talking it was about, very like, distracting ta- to me. We're talking about like 08, 09. So we all had that cookie cutter look to an extreme.
1: I mean, everybody did look the same, so it's, yeah, I guess it
2: that, Like, in the time, I would say, like, the quote-unquote decade of, like, I, I want to say, like, 05 to, well, the half a decade. Like, 05 to, like, 10. That's, like, the year of preppy cookie, like, the, the span of preppy cookie cutter bitches. Like, you couldn't throw a rock without hitting someone with Abercrombie or Aeropostale or American Eagle shit and thinking they're, they, their shit doesn't smell and blonde hair highlights, fake tan. Like, they, they all fucking look the same. That was, that was the, the five years of torture. Especially for me, because I yeah. was the complete opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, those, and those were my high school years, so fuck me. <laughs> oh, That sucked
1: yeah i mean this remake also sucks it's also longer which is incredibly infuriating because it's 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 extra 10 minutes long and a lot of that is dedicated to like murder mystery stuff where it's like oh no also was it just me or is the whole valentine's day thing feels so tacked on in the remake
2: no it's completely tacked on it is yeah it's an the original
1: it's the original, it's part of the story. Like we well, yeah, have to have the Valentine's, Valentine's dance. dance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I I pointed this out while I was watching. I was like, oh, it's Jaws. And you were like, oh, well, how's the Jaws? What the fuck? Did you watch the same movie? I was like, yeah. We have to keep the dance going, so that way people know that you know the holiday is still happening. It's the same thing as Jaws. We have to keep the beaches open, so that way we can get the tourists to show up. Like it's the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, it's you know like watershed movies. You're inspired by this thing, which is inspired by that thing, which is inspired by that thing. But then you get to this remake, and you further dilute the material to the point where it's it's both dumb and pointless. You know. Can I just say yeah. I'm
2: also glad not only did Jensen Ackles get away from this schlock, but also that uh, Eddie Gathegi got away from it as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went on to do a lot better stuff after this was done. I was like, about to say Christ. he did.
2: Um, x-men first class which was really that's good. right he mm-hmm. you know and more re and more recently he's done um fuck what is it the 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 harder the they fall which is brilliant
1: yeah yeah he's he's a genuinely good actor i'm, I'm glad he got away from just He's basically just playing the generic, stereotypical token black guy in this movie, which sucks. Which is
2: bullshit. Total bullshit. I, I'm so
1: tired of that trope. I'm so sick of it. I'm the, tired of it. The
2: only time it was quote unquote good was in like the Scream movies because at least they poked fun at themselves doing it. They're like, Well, that's what
1: the Scream movies are. They're, oh, they're I know. meant to point out the But that's what I'm saying. That's and, the
2: yeah. only reason why that trope was good because they pointed it out themselves. They're like, why are you leaving me alone? Oh, well- you know, you're the black guy. You're gonna die. It's like, bitch, how am I gonna, you know? Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I realized I was watching this this remake, and I realized it's the same ending as the guest. Mm. It's the same ending. <laughs> I, I just, I don't think they were inspired by this, but you know, it just, just visually, it looks the same. You know, the two the two main characters end up in an ambulance, and the main character escapes wearing some kind of hazmat gear. And walks off and gets away. Like it's the same ending.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I would say the guest is a much much better film. That that is always on my Halloween watch list every year. That's a fantastic film. Um, is there anything else? Real? I I know this is probably gonna be a short episode, but it's just the movies are so simplistic that it's like it's big man swings swings axe into people's heads. That's basically the entire movie. There's not a lot else. I no.
2: So I will say the funny. I guess the way they try to make it more deep in the remake was so in the original film you have the love triangle you have Axel what is her name Sarah I think and, yes and um uh, TJ or JT whatever the fuck his initials are it's T and a J I think his
1: actual his name is Jesse which really made me angry that's like, why I just because stupid. not only. Not only was I pissed off with that, but also it was spelled J-E-S-S-I-E, which made me infuriated because, uh, let me get this clear right now. If you put the I in there, that's the woman's uh, tr- uh, truncation of the name. It's short for Jessica. J-E-S-S-E is the male version. Get it right, motherfuckers. <laughs> Calm down. Continue. Now.
2: So, <laughs> TJ, 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 it's TJ. So you have the love triangle between Sarah, TJ, and Axel. Like, okay, I get it. It's your thing. But then, to go even deeper in the remake, we have, you know, we have the love triangle, the same exact one as the remake. You know, the, the boy original boyfriend goes off, the other one stays behind, She stay, she goes with the person who stays behind, which actually, before I go into that, it's really fucked up in the remake that they actually were saying how, um, Tom, the Jensen Ackles character was like, oh, well you, oh, sh-. they're all the same fucking names. I just realized, God damn it. Axel, Sarah, mm-hmm. Tom, TJ. Huh? Yeah. Um, so it's really fucked up in the remake that they're like, oh, well, you know, Tom, you left me, you left me. I'm like, Bitch. You all were sitting in the car, staring at him as he was about to be yeah. killed, and I you said the
0: and, same thing. and
2: and you you abandoned him. Okay, let's get this shit straight. You, if I was abandoned, left for dead, yeah, the next thing I would do I was get the fuck out and say, "Fuck you, bitches." You can't blame a guy when you literally fucking abandoned at the scene none of you trying yeah. to help at that point you could have been like all right lower the ground and then ram the truck into uh the henry the killer like you you could so many different things you could have done you could have gotten the tire iron you could have done so many fucking things so first off y'all bitches left his ass <laughs> so let's get that straight yeah up. what the fuck <laughs> And then so, but again, you have the love triangle. You have the Axel. You have the Tom and Sarah. So like, they're like, oh well, you left me, so I went with Axel and blah blah blah. Yeah, fuck you, whatever. But then they try to go quote unquote deep when Axel had the affair with the other chick, and she's like, oh, and I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, nah. This is this went from horror to soap opera, and you don't do yeah. that. <laughs> you either yeah. leave it. Why was this at not?
0: The, what?
1: Yeah, why, why was this not, like, a revenge movie? Like, you left him to die. Why has he not come back to then kill all of you? Like, why, why that, is this not a revenge that film? That would
2: have been the better thing to do. Like, oh, wait 10 years, put him in a false sense of security. My dad died. Um, it's the perfect time to come. I'm selling the mine. Like, that would have made so much more sense. Like, I'm going to murder you for revenge. That would have been so much better. And then to intertwine the valentine's day thing could have he could have come back to kill her on valentine's and be like you broke my heart bitch now i'm gonna break yours like literally that (laughs) would have been so much better and then you could have truly intertwined the whole valentine's day thing
1: yeah you ripped my heart out now let me rip out yours
2: exactly it was like (laughs) we were dating you left me to die you broke my heart and my spirit Fuck you! <laughs> like that,
0: yeah, like just, you didn't
2: need the psychosis. You didn't need the he and he could have just used, you know, the the homage of Henry the killer as just like a disguise. You know, you, you didn't need the psychosis behind it. It could have just been an. It's all right, cool. He was the killer. It's an easy thing. I'm just gonna do that. It's a town legend. Yeah, you,
1: like yeah, use the Harry Warden character as a red herring. Like just exactly. keep using bats. Yeah, just you don't need to have the psychology of. Oh, he has schizophrenia and he's been in a he's been in an institution. Like you see it coming a mile away because the moment he takes those pills, you're like, Oh, okay. All right, never mind.
2: Although I, I will also say, like, comparatively in the original, I love how they're so nonchalant about like the files about Harry at the beginning. Like Oh yeah. Look, he either transferred, he left, or he's dead. I don't give a shit. He ain't in my custody. Bye. And I'm like, Well shit. they're so they're so goddamn cavalier with it and like nowadays any type of thing like that you have to do you have to keep records um paper records up to seven years you have to keep digitals up to 15 you know there's uh, triplicates there's like cross-hatching there's all these things so so me in the medical field looking at that I was like that's, that uh, That scared me more than the killer was how uh, cavalierly they were with the paperwork.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: oh, gosh. Uh, oh, it's so bad.
1: <laughs> the fact that nobody went to look and see like, hey, okay, if he's dead, then where's the body? Like in, in the original, no one was ever like, hey, can we try to find the body of Harry at right. any point? They never, They like... You would have thought, oh well, if he's dead, that means that there is a grave somewhere. Where is it? Not like I, I can appreciate in the remake.
2: Well, it, well. well I
1: mean, in a lot if of If he was situa- cremated, then though.
2: No. I was about yeah. to say, and they do a lot of group cremations for thing for people in those instances. You know, mm-hmm. um, same thing with like animals. When I worked at the vet hospital, a lot of times if people couldn't afford to like have a personal cremation or take them home and be buried or whatever we'd offer, like, a group cremation, whereas all the unwanted... not I wouldn't say unwanted, but, like, we'd have a mass amount. It would be group cremated and chucked to the side, you know, because you didn't want to take up land space and you wanted to get it out of the way, so... So, I mean, it could have been a situation like that.
1: Possible. I mean, we'll never know, and that's that's the thing. Like, we'll... That, that's the one thing they could have done with a sequel, like, oh, Harry Warden, you know, we don't know where he is. That could have led in for a sequel. They never did one. Um, there was talk of doing a sequel to the remake. The Lionsgate was like, Yeah, the movie wasn't well received, forget it. Even though it made money. I mean, today, if they did it now, like if they did, if they released this if same d- movie now. I was it gonna would, say if they did the remake, they would have just made it.
2: If they did the remake of the remake, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someday we'll get another version of this because it's so simple it's so blunt
2: let's just leave out the schizophrenia this time please let's just make it a, like like you said let's just make it a revenge flick don't
1: yeah make it a revenge flick stop cut stop trying to make it seem so psychologically tortured the entire time you don't need it it doesn't you don't have to have it in there like it, and also they they rush through the intro of this movie where they're trying to explain like um you know harry being trapped down there and then killing people also they leave out the uh the whole cannibalism aspect which explains why harry went nuts like they left that out which didn't make also when he kills everybody in that hospital in the opening of the remake there is it's like comically absurd the amount of damage he does to all those people in that hospital honestly
2: yes it was comically horrendous but I thought that was the best part of the fucking movie. I was like, we <laughs> see blood that's not CGI or 3D. We see dead people. True. I was like, that's the best part. If nothing else, it was practical. And I I say this every time. I'm the queen of practical. I follow, you know, you know, like Tom Savini, George Romero, like they are the king of practicals, and I follow that to the day I die. I will take I will take Bad practical over good CGI any day. Like, that's just me. So, yes, best part of the movie was that because it was practical.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, seeing all those bodies chopped in half, you know, body parts and limbs being cut off. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that brings me back to this other thing. Uh, I I felt like when they went to um, Tom's old house, his father's old house near the mine, it felt a lot like Jason's shack in the Friday the 13th movie. It really was. Again, a watershed thing. Like it feels. Oh, no, like that was a, a um, knockoff. That was, in the 13th. that was That
2: was Axel's dad's near the mine. Oh, it was
1: Axel's dad. Yeah, but th- it felt because like. That his, oh, this that, is, that
2: was his fuck shack. This
1: fuck shack. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that's the thing. Like it feels like cannibalizing pieces from other better movies. I and mean, I'm not saying that the Friday the movies are better. Um, they're all pretty trash, but. pulling pieces from other things to make this hodgepodge movie. And that's why it feels like I might watch this again, maybe one day, just not anytime soon. It's fine. Um, The original, I mean the remake, I will never watch it again. Especially Uh, not in 2d, especially not in 2d. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing about 3d. That's, that's infuriating. Unless you have like a 3d TV, the 3d is pointless. Yeah. and what's the why would I get an entire entertainment set up for a couple of movies? Like That's five movies. Dumb.
2: I think that they the only reason they pushed the 3D TVs, it was I know the exact reason they pushed the 3D TVs. It was 2009. They pushed them because guess, guess who was working at Best Buy in 2009,
1: 2010? <laughs> <laughs> you were.
2: And guess what came out in 2009, 2010?
1: avatar
2: guess who was pushing the fucking shit (laughs) every if you went into any home home theater department in any goddamn fucking best buy we blasted avatar on every goddamn 3d tv and it drove me fucking insane I was like oh, I was God. so happy the day I was promoted to um, the install bay in my garage where I didn't have to be a part of anything else I was in my g- garage dungeon because then I wouldn't have to see fucking avatar on 3D and listen to Alicia Keys's Christmas shit I was, or Mariah Carey's <laughs> Christmas shit like I was so saved <laughs> from the combo of those two things once I went to the install bay I was like fucking A
1: <laughs> it reminds me of that sequence in the 4 year old version, uh, where um, Paul Rudd says, "If I have to listen to this, Michael McDonald—that <laughs> was it, Michael McDowell. Uh, uh, I thought it was Bolton. Uh, Christmas... I thought it
2: was like Michael Bolton's one or something. No, it's know. it's
1: it's Michael Michael McDowell uh, album. One more time, I'm gonna set this place on fire and put a bullet in my brain.
2: <laughs> no, that is every retailer's like worst nightmare. I. Again, I was so happy when I went from the retail of Best Buy to the um, installation in Best Buy.
1: Oh God! It was the
2: worst. That was like the worst year of my life Uh. before I was promoted. That was the worst year of my life. It was so bad. And then every time they would like try and pull me back into the main store, I was like, I hate you all. I hate you all so much. I hate you all so fucking much. (laughs)
1: Thank God I never worked retail. Oh god. I would
2: choose fast food over retail any day at that point. Not not even gonna lie. Like even when I did GameStop like GameStop retail, I would still pick fast food over that shit any day.
1: Well, a lot of people would pick fast food over GameStop these
2: days. (laughs) Well I mean that too. (laughs) Shit, I was a fucking manager at GameStop and I only got paid minimum wage. Fuck that shit.
1: Ah, fuck that. No.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was bad, dude. I was a fucking manager and got paid like minimum wage. I was like, what is this shit?
1: Like that bullshit.
2: The only benefit was like, I got free games. That was literally my only benefit. (laughs) I got free games. So so what? (laughs) So what? This was back when I wasn't paying rent and I was living at home, so I didn't give a fuck.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. It's not
2: like it was my like adult real job. This was like at a high school job. So yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So, anyways, I think we can agree. The original, it's it's definitely creaky and cranky, but it has good stuff in it. It's charming. It's fun. Just try to ignore the bad psychology. But yeah, if you need like a holiday horror movie, yeah, throw it on. Sure, fine. You know, for two bucks on Amazon, sure, why not? I'll give um, you the two damn the, bucks. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you to watch it. Go ahead. Um, but the remake, uh, just don't even waste your time. Don't, don't even it's it's pointless. It's it's completely a waste of time because it's unless you're watching it in 3D, there's no point. And even then I'd say there's better 3D movies out there. So Not don't waste your time. Avatar. Not Avatar. Dread 3D is what I was gonna say. Dread 3D is the one you want to watch. There you watch go. that. Do it up. Yeah. I think uh there's a I think it's a Park Gen Wook film called Visitor Q. isn't that in 3D? There's something in 3D.
2: Dude, I don't know. Huh, I, I always opt for 2D over 3D, even if it's an option. Like, I, I, yeah, so, I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, same. same.
2: I tend not yeah. to keep track of my 3Ds. so.
1: Yeah, I, I don't even waste my time with it. You know, I'd you, rather my films be presented in 2D because I see in 3D every single day.
2: <laughs> so good, I don't need to watch yeah. it. If you want good 3D or good 4D, go to Disney. Go to Universal.
1: Yeah, um, don't waste your time. Just, oh my if gosh. It's an amusement park ride.
2: Dude, if you want good 3D, go to Universal and do the Minions thing. Oh, my gosh. Oh got so... the Minions. There's a Minions 4D thing, and it's the best thing ever. I love it.
1: <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, Fuck God. you.
2: Fuck you. It's amazing. Shut up.
1: Fucking Minions. Jesus Christ. The little fuckers. Banana. God. All right. Anyways. Uh, original. Good. Remake. Bad. That is the consensus here. Yes. So. All right, so for our next episode, we're going to be watching Papillon, and uh, it's going to be an interesting one, because uh, Charlie Hunnam is in, uh, the remake. is in the remake, yeah, and um, I have mixed feelings on Charlie Hunnam.
2: Well, isn't, um, what's his nuts, the guy who played Freddie Mercury in it, too?
1: Uh, Rami Malek, yeah. he's in it, too. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. So he balances I it I have mixed out. feelings
1: on Charlie Hunnam, Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I want I once to put Charlie Hunnam into the amalgam human, but he was really good on Sons of Anarchy, so I I keep him out.
0: Oh god! But he's there's so too good. many
1: times, too many times where I'm like, mm, you are teetering on the edge. You are on the edge, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's definitely a close one for that. But I don't know. I I've seen the I've seen the remake. I've never seen the original. Um, uh, so I'm gonna give that one a shot.
0: Let's
2: do so. it.
1: Let's do it. Uh, Hope, where can people find your stuff and our stuff all over the internets?
2: Uh, you can ignore me and just go straight to Jaguar Sharks. Um, <laughs> we have our Instagram. We have our Twitter. Uh, I'm constantly posting things on on them. We try and do a lot more stuff. Um, we're also, if you stay tuned to the Instagram, you might see the appearance of our new mascot, which is going to be super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um and also I mean we have our Patreon where you can get exclusives for you know a dollar a month guys like it ain't it ain't shit uh you know so look us up. Even
1: poor people have a dollar
2: Just think of us like those starving kids and the puppies at the ASPCA just give us the dollar <laughs> you won't no, you, you you won't realize it's gone just do it you'll like it you actually get shit in return um <laughs>
1: You want me to start playing that Sarah McLachlan song? Oh, God, I can't cry right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I said, you can find us, Jaguar Sharks, like and on most social media websites. You can also just find me on social media as uh, biohazard underscore Leia. And um, either way, it's a good time. Or listen to our podcasts. You know, we have a bunch of different shows and there's no end to the options
1: we give. No end. No end to anything Yes. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Hardcore B-Shots um, I think we're coming pretty close to the end of the season, only a couple more episodes Yeah. This has been a good season so far Yeah,
2: we're coming to the end of season for Split the Difference and Film Rescue coming up So. Mm-hmm.
0: We're
1: going to wrap it up with Last Jedi I picked that one because <laughs> I'm a masochist and I need to torture myself I hate you so much Yeah, I know, we all hate that one We all hate that one And with that, good night. Good night.